Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. Well, this morning, how many excited about this series we've been doing? We started last week called Why? And I'm telling you, in this series, what we've been doing is we've been answering some of the deep questions about God. Some of the things that maybe in your mind that you might have thought, maybe were even afraid to ask them, but things that you thought about. Why does God do things the way that he does them? And it is kind of a serious topic. So I thought, because it's such a serious topic, we've got to start off with a little bit of fun, right? And so we've been having a little bit of fun with this. I mean, just talking about some of like the deep philosophical questions that I have in my mind. I mean, deep stuff like if 7-Eleven is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, why do they have locks on their doors? Come on, how many know? How many ever thought stuff like this before? Like, like deep stuff like why is transporting something by car called a shipment, but transporting something by ship called cargo? Come on, think about that for a second. Like, you know, just blow your mind type of stuff. I mean, deep questions like why is it that when you're driving and you're looking for something that you don't know where it is, you always turn the radio down? Come on, raise your hand if you do that. Come on, I do that too. Why do we do that? I don't know. And then there was this one. It's not really a why question, but it just kind of is just kind of a funny one. What was the best thing before sliced bread? I don't know. I don't know what that was. And we've been having a little bit a little bit of fun with that. If you have some of those, send them to me and I'll try to put them in if they're good. I'll put them in the message and uh, some of you are like, those weren't very good. Where'd you get those? We've been having a little bit of fun, but we've also been talking about some serious stuff, like some serious topics that many times that we have these thoughts about God. Why is God the way that he is and why does he do things the way that he does them? And and here's the thing that I know is I know that sometimes these doubts, sometimes these questions that crop up in our mind are the very thing that can keep us from fully surrendering our lives to God. In fact, there are some of you that are here today that maybe some of the questions and the topics that we're talking about in this series have been the thing that have been holding you back from really coming to that place of relationship and full surrender with God. Others of you, you know friends and people in your family or people that you know that have some of these questions and the thing that has held them back is that they don't really understand the answers to these questions. And so what we have decided to do is just bring the elephant out and just talk about some of the things, some of the whys about God and just discover a little bit about it. And I I gave you a disclaimer last week. I'm going to give it to you again today. I'm I want to tell you, I don't have all the answers for all of these questions. In fact, they are very, they're very complicated type questions. They're questions that have been being asked for years and years, and people way smarter than me have attempted to answer these. But I do know this, that the Word of God does teach us some things about the character and the nature of God. And so basically, that's what we've been looking at. Who is God, and why does He do things the way that He does them? And so what I want to do is just kind of share with you where we've been and where we're going in this series so that you'll know, hey, this would be a great week to invite someone who may be thinking about some of these things. 
last week we talked about this deep question that so many of us struggle with sometimes. Why didn't God answer my prayer? And so many of us, we have that. Like, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and God didn't answer. I saw God answer someone else's prayer, but he's not answering my prayer. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with God? And we dealt with that last week. In fact, I would challenge you, if you weren't here last week and if you've ever had that question, go back, get your LifeGate app, listen to that podcast. I believe it'll help you. You may even want to share it with some people from last week. Next week, here's what we're going to talk about, man, a huge subject, especially what's happening in our world today when we see the earthquake that just happened just this last week. Tragic, man, when we see these hurricanes, when we see this threat of nuclear war, when we see all this stuff that's happening in our world today, and we look around and we go, where is God in all of that, and why would God allow that bad stuff to happen to good people in this world? I'm telling you, you do not want to miss next week, because we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then at the end of the series, we're going to talk about the deep question, really, of life, is why am I here? What's the purpose of life? Why in the world am I on this planet? And we're going to dive into that. But today, here's what we're going to do. Today, we're going to talk about a question that I think that many of us experience at times. I've experienced it in my own life at times. Many of you maybe have asked this question before, and that is this simple question, why don't I always feel God? In fact, maybe you're here today, and maybe you're a Christian, you're a Christ follower, and at some time in your life, you've asked this question, you know, hey, I felt God's presence before, but right now, I'm going through a time where I'm just not feeling His presence with me. Maybe some of you are here today, and maybe you're not a Christian, you're not following Christ, and so maybe you've even thought this question, like, I know all my friends say they go to church, and they experience God, and they feel His presence, but I've been to church, and I've never felt His his presence before. Why is that? And where is God? And why don't we always feel his presence? We're going to dive into that just a little bit today. And let's start with a question, especially for those of you that are Christians here today. How many of you would raise your hand and you would say, at some time in your life, you have felt God's presence? Come on, raise your hand all over the room. All right, look around, put your hand down. Now, let's go a little bit deeper on this. How many of you, let's be more specific, how many of you that are Christ followers today would say that even maybe in this service today, you have you have felt God's presence? Raise your hand all over. Okay, that's, that's not quite as many. There's a few you that, that didn't raise your hand this morning. And, and that, that really raises the question, like, why is that? Why is it that some people experienced the presence of God this morning and some people didn't? And it really even goes to a deeper question, like, whose fault is that? <laughs> right? I mean, is, is it your fault that you didn't feel the presence of God today? Maybe you just weren't as in tune. Maybe you weren't prayed up. Maybe you weren't prepared when you came today to feel the presence of God. Is it your fault? Or, or maybe is it, is it God's fault? That you didn't feel the presence of God today? Like God just said, hey, I'm going to look down on this service today and I'm going to experience, I'm going to let like 80% of the people experience my presence, but I'm going to point you out and you're not going to experience it. Is it his fault? Think about it. Is it, is it the worship leader's fault? Let's blame it on Josh, all right? Like Josh, there he is back there. Like, like he didn't pick songs that I like or I didn't know that song or that's not the style. And so it's his fault that I didn't feel the presence of God today. Is it the, is it the worship team's fault? Maybe they just had a morning and they were just off. By the way, they weren't off this morning, but maybe, maybe it's like, hey, it's their fault. They were off and they didn't pray and they didn't whatever. And so that's why I didn't experience the presence of God. I mean, think about this. This is a deep question. It's a complicated issue. Why don't I feel the presence of God? Whose fault is it if I don't feel the presence of God? And then you even dig deeper into it and you go, what does it even feel like to feel the presence of God? 
Like I could ask, we could do a survey after service and I could ask you, I could say, did you feel the presence of God? And you would say, yeah, I felt the presence of God. And I would say, what did it feel like? And some of you might say, well, I just got this tingly sensation inside. Maybe that's what it was. Or maybe some of you might say, you know, I just got emotional and I just, I just began to cry. Or maybe, maybe some of you would say, you know, I just, got these, I just got these butterflies in my stomach and that's how I knew that the presence of God was here. And, and let me just say, all of those things are things that God can cause us to feel. Come on, we've all felt them before. But we also have to admit this, that although God can call us and, and can cause us to feel all t- on the inside, so can sit next to your girlfriend at the movies. <laughs> that although God can, can cause us to, you know, get emotional and, and, and tear up a little bit, so can watching This Is Us on TV. Come on. All the guys in the place, you know you cry. You just, you just don't show your wife, right? Like, here, get back up in there. You know what I'm saying? And although... Feeling the presence of God can cause butterflies in our stomach. We have to admit, so can eating that Taco Bell. (laughs) Right? And here's the deal. Is that we get this issue in our mind. Like, I'm not feeling the presence of God. And why didn't I feel the presence of God? Maybe it's the pastor's fault. Maybe it's the church's fault. Maybe it's God's fault. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's someone else's fault. Or even what does the presence of God even really feel like? And I'm saying all of this. And I, I know I'm blowing it out just a little bit. But I'm saying this to just let you experience the fact that this is a complicated issue. It deals with It deals with. Feelings and feelings are incredibly subjective. Come on, right? And so we have to we have to acknowledge this before we dive into this really deep and really complicated subject that so many of us struggle with sometimes in our minds. So let's just start by saying this. If you have been in a time as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, where you did not feel the presence of God, let me just let me just help you out. You're not alone. In fact, everybody look at your neighbor and just say, You're not alone. You're not alone. In fact, great people throughout the Bible, people who were called by God, people who God loved, had experiences in their life where they did not feel the presence of God like they did at other times. In fact, this is what David says in Psalm 88 and verse number 13. Look what he says. He says, but I cry to you for help, O Lord. In the morning, my prayers come before you. Why, O Lord, do you reject me? Why do you hide your face from me? The writer of Psalms basically says, there's been a time in my life, I'm in this time right now, where I just don't feel like like God is there. I don't feel him. And I'm saying, God, where are you? And why can't I feel you? And why don't I sense that your presence is near? And why don't I feel your touch and feel your love and feel your presence right now like I did at another time in my life? And the truth of the matter is, this is something that... That has been happening since the very beginning of time. So let's talk about it today. Why don't I always feel the presence of God? And we're going to study and see what the Word of God has to say about this very complicated subject. And I'm going to just point out five things, if you're taking notes today, five things that may be reasons that you're not feeling the presence of God like you once did or like you would like to. The first one is this. If you're taking notes, you can write it down. Maybe you're distracted. How many would say that we live some pretty distracted lives? Isn't it true? Like, I mean, we got all this stuff. I'd say that we live in a generation that is that is addicted to distractions. We don't know how to sit still. We don't know how to just to just 
be. We, we always have to be doing something. In fact, this, I think, was the problem in Luke chapter 10, in this very familiar story. We've talked about it many times here at church. It's the story of Mary and Martha. Jesus is coming to Martha's house. And look what happens in Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. It says, And Jesus and his disciples were on their way, and he came to the village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But verse number 40, look what it says. But Martha was what? Everybody say this word. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Now, here's two sisters. One of them is experiencing the presence of God. The other is not experiencing the presence of God in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. One is sitting at the feet of Jesus in his presence, feeling his presence. The other is not. And the reason was what? She was distracted. She was so distracted by what she was doing. And isn't this the life that so many of us live? Isn't this the way that so many Christ followers even live? That we, that we are not able to truly sense and experience the presence of God in our lives like maybe we once did or like God would desire for us to experience. And maybe it's because we got too many distractions. We got stuff going on, man. We're on our phones and we always got the radio on and we've always looking at our Facebook and always reading the news and watching Fox News and what's going on in the world. And we got kids and we got soccer games and we got schedules and we got all of these things that can maybe distract us from the best things, the things that really matter, the the presence of God in our lives. In fact, as Christians, sometimes it can even be good things that distract us from the presence of God. In fact, you can even go to church and be doing good things for God, but not experience being with God because you're so focused on what you're doing for God. In fact, that's what we saw with Martha. Martha was so focused on what she was doing for Jesus that she missed out on being with Jesus. And we get so distracted by all of this stuff, even sometimes good stuff, and maybe, maybe that's why we're not experiencing God like we once did. In fact, this is what the scripture says about it in the, in the book of Psalm 40 in verse 10. Look what it says that we should do. We should, everybody say this word, we should be still. Be still and know that I am God. God says, here's how, here's how you're going to experience me even more, is to quiet all of the distractions. Make it, make it a habit. Make it, make it a discipline in your life to quiet down all of the other things so that you can be still and experience and know God. Why am I not experiencing God? Why do I not feel God? Maybe it's because you're distracted. Number two, write this one down. Maybe your heart has hardened. Now, this is, this is a tough one to talk about, but it, it really does affect our, the presence of God in our lives. That sometimes the truth is, is that we can actually harden our heart towards God's presence. In fact, I've seen this happen many times as a pastor. I've seen people who were at one time were incredibly sensitive to the presence of God. Man, they had hearts that were sensitive towards God. When God would show up, God would speak to them, and they, they were sensitive towards that. But somewhere along the way, something happened that caused their hearts to be hardened towards the things of God. In fact, Jesus talked about this in Matthew chapter 13. In verse 14, look what he says. He says, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For, the, for this people's heart has become what? Has become 
calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they are closed with their eyes. Otherwise, they would see me with their eyes and hear me with their ears and understand with their hearts and I would turn and I would heal them. Basically, Jesus is saying, this is what is possible in our lives. It's possible that we can allow things to come into our lives that would cause us to become callous towards the things of God and no longer would we be able to hear him the way that we used to hear him or see him working in our lives the way that we used to see him working in our lives and it's possible that things come that cause us to harden our hearts towards the things of God. I don't know how it might play out for you, but I've seen it play out for me and for others in many different ways. Maybe is that you prayed for something and you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and you prayed. It's like what we talked about last week. You prayed for God and to do something in your life and God didn't do it. He didn't answer the prayer, at least not the way that you wanted him to answer or thought that he would answer. And so along the way, you became a little bit upset, a little bit or a little bit hardened towards God. God didn't answer my prayer. And so you allowed that to kind of build a callus in your heart that has closed you off from truly experiencing his presence. Maybe you took a step of faith. Maybe God called you to take a step of faith and you stepped out in obedience. And when you did, you believed God was going to do some things. And maybe God didn't do the things the way that you wanted him to do them. And so you stepped out in faith and then things didn't happen. And so now you're just like, I'm not sure if I can really trust God anymore. And it's caused this callous to begin to happen in your heart. Maybe, maybe just maybe there's some Christians that did some things that weren't very Christian-like. And they hurt you. And maybe you thought, where was God in that? And why would God allow even people who are supposed to be Christians to do and say the things that they did? Maybe it was even a Christian leader or a pastor. And for whatever reason, that caused there to be this closed off area of your heart where now you cannot experience true intimacy with God because your heart has been hardened. Why am I not experiencing the presence of God? It might be that we are too distracted. It might be that our hearts have become hardened. Number three, check this one out. Maybe it's you have allowed sin to separate you. Now, this is a sensitive subject. See what I did there? Come on, right? And I'm making light about that because it is so sensitive. But here's the truth. That maybe sometimes the reason that we're not experiencing the presence of God is because we've allowed some sin in our lives to build a wall and to destroy the intimacy that God would want to have with us. You say, Pastor, I'm not sure about that. Where do you see that? Well, look what the scripture says about Isaiah 59 in verse 1. It says, And surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor is his ear too dull to hear, but your what? But your iniquities have what? They have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that you will not hear. God says, hey, I'm not too small that I can't save you from the situation in your life. And my ears are not closed that I cannot hear you. But here's the problem is that you have allowed sin in your life to shut you off from me. So now you have been separated from that intimate relationship with you that I would want to have because of the iniquity, because of the sin in your life. And maybe for some of you are here today and maybe there's some unconfessed sin. Maybe there's some areas in your life where God is dealing with you about some things. And maybe the reason you're not experiencing that intimate relationship with God that you once had is because there's areas of your life where you need to turn and you need to turn back towards God and come to repentance. Maybe there are some of you that are here today who have deliberately disobeyed some things that God has called you or asked you to do. And there's a deliberate sin in your life. You've run completely 
completely the other direction. And here's the danger in that. The more we disobey what God's word says to us, the more, the more we ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our lives, the less we are able to hear them. We become numb. In fact, the scripture says it like this in 1 Timothy. It says that their hearts become seared as with a hot iron. How many have ever burned yourself with an iron before, right? You know what happens if you burn yourself pretty good? You know what happens? Like that, that part of your, of, your, of your skin becomes like the, the nerve endings and whatever, wherever it is that you burned yourself become numb. And now you can't feel anything there. And here's the deal is that a lot of people, a lot of Christians, this is the way we live our life. The reason that we're not experiencing the presence of God like we once did is maybe because we've had areas of our life where God has been dealing with us, but we have not dealt with those. We have not been obedient to God. And the more we ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our lives, the more we're going to become numb to the Holy Spirit in our lives, and we're not going to feel it anymore. The good news is the way back always begins with repentance. Begins by just turning back towards God. In fact, the scripture says it like this in James, that if we will draw near to God, guess what? He will draw near to us. It reminds me of the prodigal son, that he went away from the father. He allowed sin in his life to separate him from from his father. And yet when he came to that realization of where he was, he turned back towards the father and he took those steps towards him. And guess what? The father came running back towards him. And maybe some of you are in this place today and you're not experiencing God like you once did. And maybe you would recognize there's some sin issues in my life and I could turn back towards him in repentance and he will run towards you. If you just draw close to him, he will draw close to you. Maybe you're distracted. Maybe your heart has been hardened. Maybe your sin has separated you. Number four, write this one down. Maybe you felt God and you just didn't recognize it. Just think about this for just a second. Maybe, maybe for many of us who are Christians, we have preconceived ideas in our mind what it means to feel God. And so then maybe God did touch us. Maybe his presence was there, but we just didn't recognize it because it's, it didn't come in the package that we thought that it should come in. Come on, right? In fact, this is what we see in the, in the Old Testament. This guy named Jacob in the Old Testament, he was taking this trip and somewhere along the trip, he decided to stop for the night and he, and he built his camp and he went to sleep. And in the middle of the night, he had this dream and he saw this stairway to heaven. If I could have thought of a Led Zeppelin joke, I would have put it right there, but I couldn't think of one. And he saw this, this stairway to heaven, these angels going up and down and all that. And he woke up the next morning. And I want you to see what Jacob said in, G- in Genesis 28 and verse 16. He says, surely the presence of the Lord was in this place. And I was what? I was not aware of it. Man, could it be that sometimes in our lives that God is with us, his presence is there, that God is doing things in our lives, but it's not happening in the way that we have experienced it before. It's not happening in the same way it happened at a church that we went to before. It's not happening in the same way it happened for our parents or our grandparents or the way that we thought it would happen. And so we don't, ex- we don't experience it or recognize it as actually the presence of God in, in our lives, working in our lives. And could it be that maybe we just need to open our eyes a little bit and get a little bit different perspective on the things in the presence of God. Why am I not feeling God? Maybe, maybe you're distracted. Maybe your heart has been hardened. Maybe sin has separated you. Maybe you just didn't recognize it. Number five, maybe you've become too focused on feelings. I know you're going, well, pastor, isn't this sermon about feeling God? (laughs) But let me just tell you something. Here's the, here's the truth is that sometimes we can get so focused on, do I feel God? 
And we make it, we make it way too hard, guys. In fact, while we were over here worshiping, the Lord just put it in my heart to just say this. Quit making it so hard. Right? Come on. Quit making it so hard. Maybe God wants to touch you, but maybe you've gotten so focused on the feeling part. And let me just tell you something, man. Let's just set the record straight for a second here, guys. Feelings are important. It's awesome when I feel God. I love it to come into the presence of God and feel his presence. But guess what, guys? There's something way more important than feelings. You know what that is? It's called faith. Everybody say faith. Here's the deal. Faith matter more than feelings. God cares more about our faith than our feelings. And so many times we get so focused on what I feel. But let me just tell you something. It really takes more faith to believe when I don't feel it than when I am feeling it. Come on. How many know it doesn't take any faith to be in the presence of God and the worship team is just going awesome and the, the crowd is there and you got all the feelings and all the tingly stuff and all the tears and all the emotions and all the stuff going on inside. It doesn't take any faith then, right? Come on. But how many know it's in those moments when you're not feeling anything that it takes faith to keep believing and keep doing what God wants you to do? So here's the deal. I want you to feel the presence of God. I want to feel the presence of God. But can I just be honest and tell you, there are times I don't feel it. There are times I get up here and I don't feel it. Come on. Can I just be real? Right. But you know what I do instead of just going by what I feel? Here's what I do. I go by what I know. And I may not feel the presence of God, but I know he's here. I may not feel like God's doing anything, but I know he's doing some stuff. I may not feel like he's leading me, but I know that I can depend on his leadership and his direction. I can trust him. And this is what God really wants anyway. In fact, look what the scripture says about it right here in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. It says, without feeling God all the time, it is impossible to please God. Is that what it says? That's not what it says. Without getting those Holy Ghost goosebumps in church, it's impossible to please God. Is that what it says? Without getting really emotional and crying in worship, it's impossible to please God. No, what does it say? It says without what? Without without faith. It's impossible to please God. Here's what we do. We make it too hard sometimes. We think, well, God's not here because I'm not feeling him. But faith says, even when I don't feel him, I'm going to recognize that he's here. I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to walk by faith rather than walking by my feelings. And guess what that does? That builds our faith. And so many times what we're doing is we're looking for a sign. And you know what God's looking for? He's looking for faith. He's looking for people who will live by and walk by faith. In fact, it reminds me of the story in the Old Testament, this guy named Elijah. Elijah needed a sign from God, man. He was going through some stuff like this queen of Jezebel was chasing him around, trying to kill him, all this kind of stuff. And so Elijah goes off by himself and he's like, man, God, I need to feel your presence. I need to know that you are here. I need to have that experience with you. And so he says, God, give me a sign. And what happens is this rushing wind comes through. But the Bible says that God wasn't in the wind. And then there's a giant earthquake. And he's like, surely that must be the presence of God. He's like, I felt that, right? That must be it. But God was not in the earthquake. And then the Bible says that there was a still small voice, a gentle whisper. And it was in the gentle whisper, the still small voice that God was there. And some of us, man, we're looking for the big sign. We're looking for the deep feeling. We're looking for the emotion, the stuff. And God goes, no, no, no. Let me just bring a little small whisper into your spirit to say, hey, I'm there. You don't have to live by what you 
feel. You can, you can walk by faith. You can live by what you know. And so that, yes, it's awesome when you feel the presence of God. But what's even greater than that is that you do what you're supposed to do even when you don't feel it. Like you live your life according to his word even when you don't feel it. You worship even when you don't feel it. You listen and take notes even when you don't feel it. You love people even when you don't feel like loving them. Instead of going by feelings, we're going to live our lives by why don't I feel God? Maybe, maybe, maybe you've gotten distracted. Maybe you've allowed your heart to get hardened. Maybe you've allowed sin to separate you or you just didn't recognize it. Maybe you've become too focused on feeling. So here's the deal. Let's just wrap this up by just talking about this. Three promises about the presence of God in our lives. Number one is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. He promises that he will be found if we will seek him. Here's the deal. You may not always feel the presence of God, but here's the promise that God has given to every one of us. If we will seek him and if we will seek him, this is what the scripture, the scripture says in Jeremiah 29, 13. If we will seek him with what? With all of our hearts, all of our hearts, not just some of it, not just every once in a while on a Sunday, not just one day a week or one day a month or when we come together for first Sunday worship. No, no, no. If we will seek him with all of our hearts, if we will seek him with all that we have, he says he will be found by us. Because here's the deal. This is what he wants. He delights in revealing himself to us, in revealing his presence to us. And he has promised every single one of us that if we just seek him, We'd know him and we'd find him. He's not playing hide and go seek. You know, he's not. He's not like on those insurance commercials where he's like, oh, you almost had it. Almost had it. Hey, almost. You know, you're, you're getting warmer, getting warmer. No, no, no. Now your eyes cold. No, no. He just says, hey, if you'll seek me, you'll find me. Some of you say, I don't, I don't even know how to seek God. Well, let me just give you a couple of things. I mean, you first start with his word. See, most of us, we look at the first thing to whether we experience God being his, his, the feelings that we feel. But here's the first thing to experiencing God, to seeking God, is get into his word. Read his, read his word. This is, how, this is how he reveals himself to us in the things that he has spoken through his word. In fact, this is why we do these soap cards every week. This is why we did this whole series back in July. If you weren't here for that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. Learn what the soap thing is all about. Go by the, the Welcome Center. Pick up one of these soap cards so that every day you can get in his word. You seek him. And when you seek him with all your heart, he'll be found. You get into his word. Then, then here's what you do. You pray. Everybody say Pray. Man, you see God in prayer. Some people say, I don't know how to pray. Well, you just talk to him. You just talk to God. And even when you don't feel it, you talk to him anyway in faith. And man, when you seek him in his word, you seek him in prayer. You seek him, number three, in worship. Man, this is what worship's all about. It's the reason we have worship at church on Sundays. It invites the presence of God to be here. It's already here, but man, it just, it just puts us in tune with his presence. And I would challenge you, you don't have to just do it on Sundays. Man, I challenge you, get the Spotify app or get on YouTube or something something like that and go and create you a worship playlist and just let it play over and over all the time to just bring the presence of God in your life on a daily basis. You get in the word, you get in prayer, you, you get into worship. And, and, and then here's what you do. You seek God together with other believers. I mean, there's something powerful about that. In fact, the scripture says when two or three come together in my name, here's what he said he would do. He'd be here 
Guess what, guys? God's here. Why? Because he promised he would be here, that if we would come together in his name, he would be here. And so when we come together and worship together and seek him in that way, that's why it's so important to get into a life group. When you get in that life group every week, guess what you're doing is you're getting to a place where you're seeking God with others and you can experience his presence in a, in a deeper way. That's why you need to get involved. That's why uh, on the first Sunday of every month, next Sunday, we will be gathering here at five o'clock on Sunday evening for a time of prayer and worship so that we can see Seek him because he has promised us about his presence that if we will seek him, he will be found. Number two, write this one down. The second promise is this, is that God's presence is everywhere. Everybody say everywhere. everywhere. It's everywhere. Guess what, guys? You don't have to be at church to experience the presence of God. And isn't that awesome? Some people, we have this idea that, well, I got to go into church and the worship's got to be just right. And I got to just feel it just right. And no, 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 God's with you everywhere. In fact, this is the reason that the Holy Spirit was sent to this earth. When Jesus was here, you know what? It would be awesome to be in the presence of Jesus all the time. Wouldn't you say, man, that's cool. The disciples had it good. They were with him. But here was the thing, was that he was limited by that human body. But when he went back to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to us to be with us everywhere all the time. And even better than that is if you are a believer, not only is he with you, he is in you. So even when you don't feel it, you can, you can rely on these promises that if we'll seek God, he'll be found. And that he is everywhere. Number three, write this one down, that you can experience him now. Right here. Right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to get everything just right. In fact, this is what it says in Acts 17, 26. For one man, he made all the nations and they should inhabit the, the entire earth. And he marked out their appointed times and histories and the boundaries of their land. And God did this so that they would what? So that they would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him though he is what? Though he is not far from any of us. Guess what, guys? Here's the good news today. If you're not feeling the presence of God, he's here. In fact, you can experience him right here and right now. He's not far. It's just as, it's just as close as just, it's just saying a little prayer. And some of you are here today and go, I'm not, I'm not feeling his presence. Maybe you need to check some of these things. Have I become too distracted? Do I need to, man, do I need to simplify a little bit and find some places and some times in my life where I can just be a little more still? Maybe some of you have allowed some things to harden your heart and maybe you just need to allow God to soften you. Maybe it's some forgiveness. Maybe it's letting some stuff go. Maybe it's letting some people off the hook. Maybe it's letting God off the hook just a little bit. Maybe some of you are here and there's some sin that's unconfessed or some even disobedience that you need to you turn back towards God. Maybe it's that, hey, he's already working in your life. You just don't see it. And you just need to see some things in a different light with a different perspective. Maybe, maybe you've become too focused on feelings and you just need to let God build your faith so that even in the times when you don't feel them, you can know. 